Hello and welcome to Harold Hey, it's Corey Vaughn with special guest... Charlotte Spangler. Uh, our friend Adam is getting married, Burp-burp. like, now. And uh, so we really wanted to get an episode out this week, and so I asked um, Charlotte if she would come back. Um, welcome. Thanks, I'm glad to be here. Uh, we talk about uh, what Charlotte and I all, all, always talk about, basically, which is not musicals. Uh, musicals. Yeah, uh, this is... A, a, this is an opera episode, but close enough, right? Uh, it's called What's Opera... It's op- set in a theater. So. In a theater. Yes. Uh, it's called What's Opera Arnold. It's written by Craig Bartlett, except also by like Mozart and Lang and a couple other uh, opera writers that I don't remember. But they, they say that it actually rolls in the credits that it's written by Craig Bartlett, and then it lists all the writers of the, of the opera's reference. So that's kind of a nice nod to... Uh, you know, the OG writers of mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, it's directed by Dan Pavenmeyer. Um, yeah, don't expect us to get like that deep with this episode because it's mostly just really fun. Uh, but, um, yeah, we do talk feminism. Yes. Um, costume changes. Yeah, the wonders of the theater. Of the theater. Yes. Uh, I mean, just listen. That's what you're here for, right? Yeah. Um, other than that, just email us. Also, rate and review. Just stop what you're doing. Rate and review. I don't know why it's like... We have listeners. And we don't have ratings and reviews. <laughs> What's up with that, guys? It, Come on. It's it's not that... I don't know why I'm criticizing you. You're listening right now. Thank you for listening. Well, Corey, are you rating and reviewing your podcast? Every you day. To? Okay. <laughs> I actually don't. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel bad about that. I think I did once just to like get the ball rolling. Let's all do that. Let's all do that right now and go rate and review the podcast. What a great to. idea. It's like an idea what that... What if I did it to this podcast that I'm on right now? I'm going to do Wait. it right now. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 uh, why don't you listen to this episode of Harold Hey? Thanks for listening. In what's opera, Arnold? Arnold and the gang participate in the classic mashup between kids and opera. Uh, if, if the listener remembers, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd did the same thing in What's Opera Doc. Uh, in this one, um, it starts out with the kids on a field trip uh, with the not Mr. Simmons uh, teacher, some mystery teacher. Uh, I think he's the fifth or sixth grade teacher. Regardless, he's kind of... Um, explaining uh the operas that they're the opera that they're gonna see and all the kids are like boo operas the opera stinks and he he explains um uh Pagliacci um Flight of the Valkyrie and then he gets to the one that they're actually seeing which is uh Carmen set in Spain and he kind of gives a really quick overview where he gets a little bit um hot and sweaty talking about romance to these fourth graders um but the way that he describes Carmen, the kids are a little more connected. It's like uh, stories about faithless love and f- sword fights and <clears throat> Spanish romance. And so the kids are starting to get in it a little bit. Uh, then it then they start making their way to um, their seats. 
And then the episode really starts, which is uh, basically a rewriting of um, the musical, not musical, the opera. Sorry, I'm my musical fandom is showing showing itself. Uh, it it cuts to a reimagining of the, this opera by way of Arnold's dream. So he falls asleep during the show and uh, starts out with kind of mashups of all these other um, operas. Uh, Gerald stands in for Figaro. Uh, Harold stands in for the clown from uh, Pagliacci, uh, which is like an iconic moment of Harold singing that he's a big, sad, ugly clown, which is exactly what he is. It's a great, uh, a, a, a great mirroring of, of his character. And then the rest of the episode is mostly Carmen with a little bit of Flight of the Valkyrie. Um, Arnold is a stand-in for Don Jose, this um, guy in the army who meets um, Carmen, the gypsy, who is at first portrayed by Ruth McDougal. And the two of them sing together about um, where they're from, who they are. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into the lyrics more later, but uh, basically inserted with kind of um, mediocre rhyming. <laughs> for comedic effect. Um, and so in a few moments they fall in love. Uh, and then Arnold is woken up by a spitball because he was snoring and Helga laughs and then she falls asleep, uh, and creates her own narrative, which includes her flying into this, um, set of Carmen, uh, as, uh, I think the name is Hilda. I don't know, but this character from flight of the Valkyrie, um, she, which is perfect. Helga is such a, you know, this like Swedish German kind of name anyway. Um, and so she flies in on a horse and she, um, takes out Ruth by knocking her down into the bowels of the set. And then she changes, Helga changes into a Carmen costume. And then they get back into the opera of Carmen, which, uh, you know, in, in Helga's dream sequence, her and Arnold fall in love. Uh, but then uh, Curly shows up and he uh, is a stand in for this character called. Oh, I don't know what the actual character is called, but his name is Cur- Curlino or something like that. Some Spanish Italian kind of name. And he's a bullfighter and he romances all the girls faint and he ends up romancing Helga Um but then Arnold says, no, like, let's sword fight. And then they, there's a big um, musical interlude of them sword fighting. And then Arnold kills Curly. Uh, and as Arnold and Helga are about to kiss, um, you hear this, like, like loud beating noise. And the entire stage collapses. And Helga wakes up, and she's fallen asleep on Gerald's Walkman because he's listening to music to pass the time. So she, that's how she wakes up and that's the end of the episode. It kind of like fizzles out, but, and it'll be interesting, I guess, to talk about what this episode was about other than a fun experiment of like seeing these characters in these bizarre operas. Um, but you see kind of Arnold looking at Ruth because he's still thinking about her, but Helga's looking at Arnold. And when Phoebe says, how, how is the opera? And Helga's like, it was, it was fine, but it ended too soon. And it, so it ends with kind of a sweet romantic moment, even though the rest of the episode is kind of a surreal, um, strange experience that the audience goes through. So that's, um, what's opera Arnold. And 
uh, I'm really excited to have my friend Charlotte here, which um, for, for a specific reason, uh, Charlotte is one of my few musical nerd friends. Um, and so while Adam's off getting married, uh, I what a better person to talk about cheesy a cheesy musical experience than my friend Charlotte Spangler. Uh, what did you think of this episode? Uh, yeah, very fun. It made me realize I know nothing about opera. This is the extent I know about opera. Great. Like what I learned from this episode as a kid. Yeah. Um, and it's one that my parents, when we, because my parents watched the show with us, mm-hmm. I mean, they were so excited about this because we were, you know, learning about these. Yeah, cla- it's very cool. Because the four they reference are basically probably four of the most famous operas. I mean, at least three of them are, right? I mean, two of them are for sure. Carmen and Ride of the Valkyrie are like. I mean, Figaro is a very popular. I guess tune. that's true. Is that now? Is that from? I don't know. I think it's from the Magic Flute, oh. which is a Mozart thing. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You. You know. You know Charlotte, right? Uh, oh yeah, and it was so much about opera. I saw one opera once in college. I saw Stomp in college. That's cool. It's not an opera. Uh, it's not. It's like I don't think the they opposite. Sing at all. No, they don't. They don't open their mouths. Um, yeah, this is, okay, so, uh, what I want to, what I want to know is, so this episode, we can dive into, like, all the funny stuff, and just, like, how well done it is. Is there anything being said? So one of the things that Charlotte and I talked about off mic is, you know, this isn't that complex of an episode. I guess I want to make sure that that's the case. Is is there some, Mm -hmm. like... I mean, I think it's complex enough to say, like, hey, we're going to take this opportunity to, like, teach opera. kids about the opera. opera tunity. Oh, my. You said it. I guess I did. Well, yeah, so it's a good opportunity for them to talk about mm-hmm. opera. Um, <laughs> which, like, that's, like, a very worthy cause. Sure. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, nowadays, every cheesy sitcom has, like, a musical episode. Right. But none have an opera episode. No. Like, it's very niche. No. Yes. Um, which I'm fine with. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like... I mean, like, you do walk away knowing the basic plot of Carmen, so... Yes. That's pretty good. The very basic plot of Carmen. Uh, it feels like... It feels like the Spark Notes version of Carmen with, like, sure. comedy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's more than... I mean, that's more than I already know about opera, but that's definitely more than <clears throat> other than children. Oh, definitely. I, I, do, I do think that... Um, the few moments where I'm where I'm interested in what's happening, one mm-hmm. and they both involve Helga. One is, well, three. There are three moments that uh-huh. I think are of value. One yeah. is Harold as this big sad clown, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily important for the episode, but it's important to better understand his character. It like, it's like naming him so specifically. Like this is. This, this is, is a trope. Yes, this yeah. is exactly what he is all the time, mm-hmm. and it makes it funnier to add the dramatic flair of that song. Like he kind of like looks up to the sky and is crying, and he's wearing this ridiculous costume. So it it like it capitalizes it like his character. Uh-huh. Um, so that I like. But then the other two are with Helga. One is the power that she has in her dream is like amazing. Like her flying in. Yeah. As the Viking. Yeah. It's like it, it it not only it out of, you know, there are five characters that are like 
very, <clears throat> not violently placed, but like um, specifically placed in these characters, um, in these opera characters. So like Curly is this bullfighter, mm-hmm. Arnold is Don Jose, um, Gerald is Figaro, but Harold and Helga like so match the thing that they're being put in that it makes it a little more interesting when they come, when they're on stage, you're like more invested because it, it's like a animated, so to speak, an animated version of what we already know about them, you know? Yeah. And I wonder. Yeah, it's putting, putting their character tropes in, in history in a way or in the general, the larger media canon. Yes, exactly. Like making connections like Helga is like mm-hmm. the ride of the Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a connected moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know, like, I think the feminist perspective is not super, like, deep as, yeah, it's not, it's it's not, it's good. It's like, oh, like, having this, like, powerful female character. Yeah, and that her argument against Ruth is that Ruth doesn't have a brain. And she has big feet. And that Ruth has giant feet. um, And that Helga has lovely small feet. Which the feet thing is weird, yeah. but but you know, but like it's not like a. It's it's a you know her main argument is that she's smarter than her. Yeah, and th- and that starts like she gets to that argument by first like stating her presence, like mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm going to knock this girl out, and you're going to listen to me, and here's my argument. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess like. It's 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 like feminism one hundred and one. Yeah, because then, and then they put her in the costume, and they're like, yes. "Oh, but then she's also pretty." Yeah, and I, I which think is not super feminist, but you know, it's fine. But I mean, it's not it's not. So that would be the the third part that I think is interesting about this is that she, after stating who she is, she then puts on the costume of somebody else. Mm-hmm. This thing that like you're like she's not. I mean, but, but that's also just her wanting to play the story. Of the oh, opera. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because the yes. Viking doesn't fall in love with Don Julio Correct. or whatever his name is. Like, well, you so know, I, if she wants to have this fantasy with Arnold, she has to be Carmen. That's so interesting. That, because with, like, theories of, like, um, like gender theory and stuff, the idea that, like, we all put on, we all put on a costume to, like, show others... Like, oh, like, we can play. Like, mm-hmm. I, like if you want me to be the big, strong guy, I can do that. Or if you want me to be the sensitive guy, or if right. you want me to... Whatever it is. Um, or or the, the pretty girl, the tomboy, mm-hmm, whatever the mm-hmm, thing is. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to, like, both... That's happening in this episode, but then also this idea that everyone's playing. Everyone is playing a right. part, not just her. Yeah. Um, and so she's just entering into it the way everyone else is. Yeah, I mean, they quite literally have her change into costume on stage... So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, she has to assume the role in order to like continue continue the the story. story. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's, um, that's almost, that's also like a big, like a lot of it is like, you're not really sure if it is of an opera or like, they're just like living in this world, but like that is a full fourth wall break. Yes. Well, Well, yeah. And like, it's both a dream, but then, you know, Helga knocks Ruth into, a trap door. A trap door below the set. Yeah, that's and true. And so, like, it's like they're dreaming about a, they're dreaming about an opera, but the opera is surreal, and so it's like both rooted in reality, but then not right. at all. Yeah, like there's a real cow on stage. Oh yeah, that's right. Which I thought was funny, but then oh. yeah, but then it is. We've got. 
you know, uh, rigging and all kinds of yeah, yeah, like the, the background and, switches out. And, and back to the fourth wall thing, the rigging becomes part of the story too. Right. So you have like Brainy breathing behind her. What does she say? She says something about her breath. My like I, I, my, my, like I'm breathing so hard, or it's something along like my those my lines. unconstrained breath must yeah. stop. And then yeah. he breathes behind her, and she's like, "I said my unconstrained uh-huh. whatever whatever she says." And then she punches him as usual. Yeah. Um, He's got a little crew T-shirt on, a little headset. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and you know that like jumping onto the rigging, like climbing up the rope and flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just the set; it's like the whole. It's like there's a bigger world inside Helga's dream. Yeah. Which, you know, speaks to her complexity. She's intimately involved with the backstage of a theater. Right. Yes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and she and and like breaking through as the Valkyrie um, is also a literal breaking of a, of a fourth wall. I mean, it's it's the opposite, I guess, because she's coming from like this other space. Mm-hmm. But like it, it's reminding you that this is a story that has been broken, I guess. Right. Um, I want to, okay, just, we're going to pause really quick and just like play a, I think, I think I want to play Curly's entrance because it's very funny. Um, <laughs> just a few minutes of that. Um, and then we'll jump back in and we will, um, yeah, do some more deep dives of this, uh, operatic experience. What could possibly be better than this? Hold it! thematic stuff for sure but what i want to start with is that the way that the lyrics were written for this um, episode um are funny but also very simplistic and i think that's on purpose like it um it it reminds me of flight of the concords it reminds me of a lot of improvised musicals how anything that can be used to continue the rhyming scheme will be used and it doesn't necessarily have to be um thematically accurate it it just has to be loosely accurate and more importantly like rhyming and you know rhyming pentameter needs to be correct yeah um and so curly saying plus i could really use a wife and several pants in the shade of blue helga please say i do um he doesn't need those pants of blue. It's like they really needed a rhyme, but that is very similar to what fly the Concords does, Concords does, which is just listing 
making a list of things, but every like five words it rhymes. Um, and, and it, it, it makes it childish and easy to understand, but I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's how children make up songs. I mean, I could sing many a song that I made up as a child where it has some very forced rhyme schemes. Next, we're going to be listening to Charlotte sing. <laughs> my, uh, my, my, uh, my album from 1997, <laughs> yeah. uh, me and my sister are hit, hit record. We did make a whole concert once where it was all songs we wrote about, um, t- like dent- dentistry, like, like about no. toothpaste or about like cleaning your teeth. Some, some two existing songs, like not a gum, not yet a tooth to the, to the, to not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> I don't know why we were on vacation and that was our project. That's, um, that, that is a great, uh, it's like improv meets design where it's like you have a design professor saying, okay, here are your parameters. Yes, it has to be about dentistry. Like, it has to be about dentistry, and it has to be... And, and you're like, all right, I'm going to do 20 songs about dentistry, but they all have to be tied to uh, late 90s pop hits. That's exactly what it was. And that's, some to our, some to original tunes as well. See, that's real um, genius right there. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I you know, if I had been put in Arnold's position, I would have just written as just as good of a rhyme scheme yeah. on my own yeah um there are, so there are a couple um i've seen this episode uh, many more times than you mm-hmm. um and i there's like three or four phrases that either i think about a lot mm. or i actually use so okay. the one i think about a lot is um the big big sad ugly clown that is constantly playing in my head. Uh, it's it, it, it will for I mean I can't hear that opera. Not that I ever listened to it, but like if I was to hear it, I would instantly think of Harold. Oh, funny. Um, but deeper cuts uh, is um, Stinky saying about uh, Ruth. She's like a flower blossom, and then Sid responding, "I know it's wicked awesome. It's such a great um, like." It's it's stinky taking the lyrics, making them simple, and then Sid even more violently removing it, like wicked awesome as a nineteen ninety seven <laughs> Seattle comment. Um, so funny. Uh, and then Arnold saying uh, that the cape's pure Latin, and he got it tailored in the south of France, um, which is like I don't know why that's in my head and is part of my like my brain echelon, but it is. Um, yeah, the like little phrases like that, which have nothing to do with the plot, but are just like funny little phrases and rhymes. Yeah. I'm all in on, I'm all in. It's very catchy. Uh, also really, like we said, (laughs) how much, how much deep can we get with this? But there's a lot of like good nuggets. Yeah. Another is, um, very inside baseball. Uh, the flickering lights at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the teacher's like, oh, it's starting. And I'm like, I know that. I, I grew up doing theater. I know that. Well, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people who would go to the theater would know that. Not to, like, undermine your your knowledge. Uh, but, but yes. For a, for an 11-year-old watching it. Okay, you're right. You're yeah, right. it's yeah, not... That's, um, true. that's true. Yeah, obviously we're adults. Yeah, anyone who obviously. goes to theater knows. But, yeah, we're adults watching a children's watching show. Harold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. There, are, Yeah, definitely a lot of little theater, like the sandbags with the... Yeah. Rigging and all of that. The costuming in this is... Yeah, they want, when they run out to change Helga's costumes, they all have pins sticking in their mouths. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And they bring out, like, a changing 
Yeah, a little screen. Which I think I think characters in classic opera would change on stage. Mm. Maybe. Maybe I'm making sure. that up. I don't know. I need to rewatch Amadeus or something. <laughs> yes. Or um, have you ever heard of this musical called The Phantom of the Opera? Um, you know, I actually have never seen it. Don't. It's not that good. It's like so. Yeah, that, I don't have an interest. It there's like two good songs, but mostly it's like just the Phantom like yelling a I lot. Mean, I know Phantom of the Megaplex, which is a Disney, Disney Channel, Channel original, original movie. movie. I don't remember it, except I do. Like I, yeah, you I know saying I it, it, I instantly remembered it. Yeah. Uh, I would never have thought of it. Wow. I mean, obviously, it's inspired by. Uh, I hear that it's on. I, I hear that it's. All of them are on Amazon for very cheap. Maybe on Amazon Prime. Oh my god! But how many of them are good? I mean, I looking love back, all of them. Mm, Xenon. Love Xenon. Did you watch Stepsister from Planet Weird? Oh my! Nobody ever remembers it. I don't remember it, but I know the, the that title. Was our I remember favorite one. I could, yeah. I mean, the earliest one was um, the dog one, where Kirk Cameron turns into a dog, mm. but not he just like acts like a dog. Oh yeah. Um. I don't know what that one was called. It's like Good Boy or something, or like mm. Dot. Oh, man, there were so many. There was there was a new so one many. every month. I know. It was what a time to be alive. <laughs> Do they have many more? Yeah. I don't think. No, they still make them. They don't make them as often. But like that's what High School Musical was. Um, no, they they still do it. I babysit a lot, so I'm very knowledgeable. You about, know, like yeah, right. they had one about zombies. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them are. A lot of them are musicals now, or like have like a pop element. Yeah, Under Wraps was a not Under Wraps. Yeah, that was not a zombie one. That was a mummy one. Mummies, but yes. similar. Yes, Super, supernatural. Uh, Halloween Town, right? Obviously. One, two, and three. Very, very good. Uh-huh. I own Halloween, Halloween Town. And We've gone off topic. Um, yeah, we have. Um, one thing that I wanted to say about this that I thought was interesting is that when Helga goes into the dream, it's the continu- exact continuation of uh, Arnold's dream. It is very romantically connected. Uh, you're right. Yeah, exact, exact. But, but that's kind of an interesting dream concept that, like, her dream is the same as his. Like, she, it's like she She interrupts knew, his existing yes, dream. Yes, yes. Oh, it's like she's breaking the wall, the fourth wall in his dream. Mm. Like, she, it, she's, I, this is a very, very postmodern episode. Yes. Now, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's more interesting to talk about it as an, as an outcome of like the postmodern theater or if it's, or if it's more interesting to talk about it as the writers saying, let's mash these up together. And I feel like it's the second, I yeah. feel like it's them. Yeah. Which. I think so. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, there, why not? Like we said, like if, if the characters that we already have fit in these tropes of these operas, then yeah, let's bring them all together. Yeah. It makes it um like it expands and it's not even the same um, writers of those of those operas. They're all right. different yeah. styles of opera mm-hmm. getting mashed together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a true original mashup, just of opera instead of um, like mediocre hip hop and <laughs> pop tunes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. So the dream, her entering his dream, is very similar, and is it's like visually. And sonically experienced for the viewer as well. So it's not just Arnold getting like, vo- like violated in his dream. It's, it's the viewer watching Helga break into this Carmen experience with, uh, 
the flight of the Valkyrie or yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I don't want to stretch this too thin. Uh, well, one other thing that I also thought was funny was that the teacher, like, in pitching the opera to them, mm-hmm. is like, it's about faithless love. They're like, faithless love? What a weird thing to be like, hey, kids, don't you love, like, isn't this interesting to you? Faithless love? Yeah. I, it's when a weird, I, I've never heard anything, like, advertised for its yes. faithless love. And, like, that's not a thing that I think children would be interested and in. And does that, okay, so, like, when I heard the word, it's like I just now realized, oh, that's what this means. When you first hear it, you're like, that sounds romantic. I don't really understand. Sure, oh, love. Like, but it's like, no, it's like literally, it's called people who cheat on each other. Yeah, That's what this yeah. is about. And he, but he knows it too. Like, it's like he's realizing as he's explaining yeah. it the problem. Because he gets, like, they animate him visibly nervous. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm wondering what he was, I don't know Carmen to be, but he was like, yeah, I wonder what the actual story is. Well, what's the what's the R-rated yeah, version of what he says? Because he's true. like, cause she was, he was charmed by her. I don't know what the other It feels like be. it would be like, I mean, the like, the the frat boy would be like turned on like oh, hot okay. for her yeah. you know and then but um, then he's like then she harmed another girl so what did she did she kill someone yeah i don't know but that is what happened though in like helga like knocks out that's Ruth. true now i don't know if that's but, the actual story but i don't of think there's a viking that shows up i didn't do you know listeners i didn't do the research on all of these operas it, be, because i like I have enough brains. I I only have enough brain space for Hey Arnold, not for <laughs> other for operas. I like honestly. I'm as mentioned. It's fun to nerd out about musicals with Charlotte, mm-hmm. not operas necessarily. Yeah. It's fun in this context, but um, there is a there is a musical episode down the road, like way down the road, where Eugene stars in a musical, and it's like a Hello Dolly Music Man mashup, and it is oh, so man. funny. Um, it the he stars in a musical called Eugene Eugene. <laughs> and it's it's great and that i will for sure bring you back on for I that think there's a eugene and like a character named eugene and all of those old music that's what it, yeah it feels like i mean there's like barnaby is or like and cornelius name, it's like yeah. that kind of name yeah um yeah yeah uh so that being said i just didn't want to fill my brain space with with opera it's fine i'm so sorry it does I'm make sorry. me want to watch opera or listen to it or just it know does? more about it a little bit like I would maybe I don't know just PBS online have a online there we go watch. I bet they do the problem PBS is PBS app just quick plug is very good on your smart TV PBS pay us money please I watched a ballet last weekend hmm. it was great so the problem with operas and ballets but especially operas is that there is rarely English yeah that's hard um, but maybe if you watched online video it would have subtitles yeah uh, my favorite opera scene in any movie. Um, more than, um, uh, uh, I mean, Phantom's fine. Um, and then I really like Amadeus a lot, but I just remember in Little Women when she goes and watches the opera, is it with Laurie or with Frederick Bear? I think it's with, I think it's with Professor Bear and they're up above in the balcony watching, not even, not even in the balcony. Like they're, they're in like the backstage rigging, watching it from the side because he like knows somebody and he like is the most romantic person explaining to her what's going on and she is melting um it's pretty great uh do you (laughs) i actually don't know that i've seen it i've read it oh the little woman with winona Ryder is amazing yeah i don't think i've seen it's straight up good yeah i should watch um you should watch it and melt when that scene happens it's really good yeah um i think the one time i saw an opera i think that they projected subtitles Interesting. Like above the stage. 
Yeah. I also saw The Tempest, so opera. So I like kind of knew the story a little bit. Oh, the the like opera version of The Tempest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. But I do think it was in a different language. Because Wh- how like and where was... was that? It was in it was in college. It was like a student, not a student. It was like the opera school production. Okay. Did they the write schools. it or did they? No, I think it's like an existing hmm. Hmm. thing. It was pretty elaborate. I... It was definitely like a operaized, like an old timey opera version of The Tempest. Like it, it had like more sort of opera y tropes than like the musical does. Like there was Got like, it. a lot more like angels. Yeah. You know, it's like, added... like a little bit more like religious and like, yeah. Or just, you know, larger. Well, I operatic. Mean, it, that, that, but that out of all of his plays are, is very surreal mm-hmm. and like over the top. Yeah. I saw it last summer at the Shakespeare in the Park at Griffith Park. Um, have you ever gone to that before? Yeah, I have. I was trying to remember if I saw that one there, but I didn't. I saw a couple years before that Much Ado About Nothing, which was amazing. I'm going to say it. Don't like The Tempest. Don't care. Mm. It was... And they did the thing where they, like, added a lot of, like, supporting role stuff. Uh, like, yeah. split up roles, like, to give more yeah. people lines or something. But I, mean, yeah. I just don't... Yeah, I can't. I saw it at the Globe in London, so... The what? In where? I saw it in London. I stood. I did the whole That's thing. That's amazing. So it was I, pretty good. Got, uh, I was being, I know what the globe is. Yeah, and it I took know me what a London hot is. second. And, but I was like, no, Corey would know this. Yeah, I, that's amazing. It was amazing. like a harpist. It was a whole thing. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's where you see. That's where you see Shakespeare. You gotta mm, see you it gotta at the see globe. It. You gotta stand for three hours and, <laughs> and see it at the globe. That's how you do. It. Uh, okay, so the question is: um, Is there a cry of the week? I mean, I definitely think the ending was a little bit of a tear of Helga, like, oh, like, you know, so wishful for this. It was such a good, yeah, it's a great line. And I do think also at the beginning when she's, like, spying on, when she, like, sees Arnold in the lobby and Mm -hmm. then sees Ruth and that little bit of heartbreak from her, like, realizing that Ruth was there, too. Which follows by, follows with a great moment, her saying... I don't know what I'm doing wrong, like oh, yeah. in regards to Arnold, which oh, is like such yeah. a sad moment. And then it cuts to her knocking over a doorman and saying, move it, moron. It's like she she is so oblivious. Yeah, she's um the bet like all the things you like about Helga are is in that moment, which is her like poetic sweetness mm-hmm. mixed with like her intense uh, like mean. Energy. Yeah. Oh. It's great. But also, you know, ultimate feminist character. She's not changing herself for her man. No. Well, sometimes, I mean. Except for in her fantasies. Yes. Like, she literally changed her, yeah, her. Uh, her costume. But, but yeah. th- there are a lot of, there are a lot of episodes about that, about her trying to change herself for her man and then realizing, no, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. So, even when she does, there's like a, a character growth, character mm. arc with mm-hmm. it. Um, Yeah, I think I would agree that the ending is like pretty good um otherwise uh there is a slight i mean it's a it's funny seeing harold as the clown but it's also like a moment where you can sympathize for his um his just he's a pathetic sad sack and he's a big baby clown and it's not it's not a full cry and maybe it's like a tear or two yeah, that's sad if that is, like, that, that if that's, like, real. That, like, that's what he knows about himself. 
if that's he, how he walks through the yeah, world. Yeah, I don't think he knows it. I don't think so yeah. either. It's like a fairly like deep thought to have about yourself at but, 10 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably like 18. He's like very dumb. I mean, that's the... Oh, that's true. He's very dumb. I mean, he's not... He's. I think he's 13 because he has his bar large. mitzvah. Yeah. Oh. 13 in a fourth grade class. Oh, I know. no. I know. That's so sad. <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. I think they did it just for a narrative structure. Sure, because sure. Because the bar mitzvah episode is very good. Uh, oh. I don't think they would have a 13-year-old in a fourth grade class. I don't think so. But it's it's good either way. Um, so, and so we also usually do, um, like smooth jazz of the week, um, pull out some kind of, um, yeah, uh, funky beat, but you know what? The end of this episode has some music from Gerald. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's like, he's like remixing opera with, uh, some beatboxing and him muttering to himself. It's pretty great. It's great. Uh, so we'll finish on that. Um, please email us at hey.haroldhay at gmail.com. Um, Charlotte, thank you for jumping in. And, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we will for sure have you back. Uh, is there anything, any, like, how do people follow you? Any? Oh, yeah. Hit me on Twitter at CL Spangler. I guess I've been a little quiet on there, but I'm, I think I'm pretty fun on Instagram at Charlotte Spangler. She is. I've started doing a lot of. Um, sort of drunken movie um, synopses that I've pinned as highlights on my page because I'm an influencer. So. I have not seen those yet. I did one for Phantom Thread and one for Fifty Shades. I The Phantom Thread one I did see and it was very funny. Yeah, so I'm going to hopefully do more of those. But yeah, see me there. I'm also in a weird web series on Amazon called Chunky Zeta. That's a great name. Yeah. Uh, on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Wait, really? Yeah, season two just came out this week. I don't know what episodes I'm in, so you'll have to watch all I of it. I had no idea, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Did you not tell me this? Um, I guess not. No. It's not like an Amazon show. It's just on Amazon. Oh, cool. Sorry. It's not like... It's not Sneaky, sneaky Pete. No, 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 no. It's just that somebody, you know, I don't know, I don't know how he got it on Amazon. But he did. But he did. Wow. But it's not made... Amazon doesn't know anything about it. Oh, it's just sorry. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't it's sorry. Like, it's I'm like sorry. a podcast on iTunes. Not. It's not like Apple runs that podcast. It's just Correct. on it. I mean, you know, like they had to get like approved. Sure. And they had to like pitch, I think, in some way to somebody at Amazon. What was it called again? The Chunky Zeta. It's about a sorority girl. I'm from the Warring Sorority. You You did tell me this. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. tell you about its accolades. <laughs> it's many. It's rolling it's, accolades. You know, uh, it's it's really going viral. Uh-huh um well yeah please uh everyone check it out i know i will <laughs> and you know what if you follow adam on twitter or instagram oh yes. just give him a little shout out yeah. he's getting we're releasing this on a friday that is when he's getting married oh. so he's on his way right now he's he getting hitched he getting hitched send him some like hey arnold related lessons for marriage yes um <laughs> whatever those are uh, I guess like don't change for your man. That's a good as one. As we said, yeah. As we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. Um, enjoy the music and, uh, we will catch you later. Bye.